This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Taking care of your health can be complicated. 14% of Canadians do not have access to a family physician, according to Stats Canada. That number is 25% in places like PEI. I'm one of those people. I have not had a family doctor my entire adult life. I'm trying to rectify that going into this year. Maybe Shane Baker can offer me some guidance. Shane is a health and wellness advocate. Hey, good morning, Shane. Thank you for making the time this morning. Morning, Dave. Great to be here. Shane, I've got to get on this. Physicals, blood tests, eye exams, all that jazz. What's your advice on where to get started? Well, it's a a great place to start even just having these these types of discussions, right? And with the new year upon us, you know, we're still still pretty new into 2024. I think just making that shift and kind of going from one of a little bit of complacency sometimes with our medical stuff and moving more towards something where um, acknowledging that your health is a priority and, and, and without our health, you know, a lot of things can really untangle and complications can arise. And, and, and so I think really just prioritizing our health early in the year and, and being, um, being honest with ourselves too. And, and, and if we have been having some issues whether related to our, our physical or mental health, um, just being honest with ourselves and saying, you know, this is actually a real issue. And uh, it may give us the incentive to, to move forward and, and try to begin to address some of these things. Shane, I've got a personal question for you, and you're allowed to tell me to uh, move on if you like, but what's your access to services like on Vancouver Island? In Toronto, there are plenty of services available, but the city is so sprawling and the population is so big that I'm even having trouble getting my foot in the door. Yeah, and and it, this is a real issue across Canada, and and British Columbia and Vancouver Island is no different. Um, I've been really lucky for for most of my my life to have uh, two family physicians, but I've recently gotten notice that my family doctor will be retiring, and and this is something we see across the news here in British Columbia. Many many people are without family physicians. The the clinics that are available are very difficult to get into. Um, you know the the primary care centers that the government has just started here in BC are are still having issues with staffing. And so you know it's there's there's not an easy answer. But I, I you know I, I'm optimistic and I'm hopeful that our our different levels of government will. We'll, we'll continue working and plugging away that issue and, and, and really prioritizing our access to things like family doctors and, and primary care. Shane, you mentioned that you've had a little bit of good fortune in regard to a good connection point to the medical system. What's your strategy for actually staying on top of appointments, tests, obligations, et cetera? Yeah, I'm no different than anybody else. And even even really recently, I, there was there was something that I've been meaning to take care of, and and I just kept letting the days slip by, the weeks slip by, the months slip by, 
And, and, and so I think really one of the things that really helped me is, is talking with people about things. And we don't need to get into the specifics of our specific health issue, but even just saying to our friends or family, look, there's, 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 there's been this thing that I've been meaning to take care of, you know, it's, it's starting to impact me. Um, you know, could we sit down and have a conversation about this? And, and, and through that, we could gain the support and, uh, that we need to to get and and address those appointments and and begin addressing whatever health issue we've been facing. Yeah, you, you have to identify that there's an issue before you can go about addressing an issue. Otherwise, you're just running around in circles. Uh, Shane, one of the neat things to have come out in the last four or five years is the expansion of telehealth and e-health appointments. I know my parents have been utilizing them to like mixed-ish results. Like they're they're old school, they're baby boomers. Like they don't love it, but they also acknowledge <laughs> that uh, that like it can be a little more convenient. What's your experience been like with e-health and telehealth? Yeah, I think since the pandemic started, a lot of things shifted. And, and one of those things, like you said, has been the shift to telehealth. And and my family, my current family physician has actually um, shifted to, um, you can either get an appointment in the office or you can actually get one over the telephone. Uh, and, and, and for some people, that's really a great option. And for me, it's been a um, you know, a really positive experience. Um, and so I would definitely say that there's been this move to, to telehealth. Even my previous employer had, um, you know, agreement with uh, certain telehealth providers. And I think it's a real good option. I think any, any more services that we can access are going to be a, a better situation for us. And, and even when we're looking at mental health, um, you know, I, I've been really lucky enough to see a regular counselor for the last few years, and we do all of our appointments online, uh, you know, through telehealth. And I, I really, it was a little bit of a, diff, um, you know, different experience in the beginning. But once I got um, settled into it and really kind of to enjoy it, I could, you know, I could be doing a counseling session right from the comfort of my own home. Um, you know, it was a really, a really positive experience for my, for me on that, for sure. Yeah, I think about that a lot too. Again, as someone with a disability who cannot drive, if if there's stuff that I can do that I'm comfortable doing from the comfort of home, that actually takes a huge slice of the anxiety out of the experience. The running around, maybe having to go out of pocket for Ubers to get to odd places and odd locations. I, I'm not like all the way 100% sold, but I do see the merit in certain cases. Definitely. And I think there's a blend. I think there's a time when you need to go into that office and see somebody in person. But I think there's also some some opportunities where we can we can explore different options like telehealth. Even here in, in British Columbia, some of the pharmacists are now doing certain types of prescriptions mm -hmm. to try to ease that burden on, on, on some of our physicians. So I think any of those options that may work for you, I would definitely urge uh, people to get out there and, and give it a chance and see what you think. Yeah, BC, Ontario, Alberta, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, there's a bunch of provinces that have started shifting towards uh, pharmacy clinics, which again, it, in the aggregate, it's a positive. There are obviously specific nuances to quibble with here and there, but definitely yeah. some encouragement. Hey, Shane, I know y'all have had a lot of rain out there on uh, Vancouver Island uh, of late, but you're always a ray of sunshine on the show. Thank you for this. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> That's Shane Baker, a health and wellness advocate based on Vancouver Island. Coming up in 60 seconds, Alex Smythe has the weather story of the day. But first, here is Canadian press reporter Karen Rebo with your morning business minutes. 
Canada's main stock index saw just a modest gain in trading yesterday, thanks in part to a rise in energy stocks. Toronto's TSX index rose 27 points to close at 21,227. New York's Dow Jones average gained 133 points, and the Nasdaq lost 118. In Tokyo this morning, the Nikkei index gained 220 points, and our dollar is trading overseas this morning at 74.53 cents U.S. Asian stocks were mixed today as markets were Worldwide await a decision on interest rates by the U.S. Federal Reserve. That decision coming today. Investors hoping the Fed will hint at a rate cut in March. Last week, the Bank of Canada maintained its key interest rate at 5%, but said discussions are shifting to how long that rate will stay there. StatsCan will release its November report on gross domestic product this morning. RBC is expecting the data will show the economy grew 0.1% in November. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Rebo. Thank you very much, Karen. Just a reminder, Karen put that out a couple of hours ago. There is an update on the GDP numbers. 0.2% growth in the month of November with a projected 0.3% growth in the fourth quarter. See the beauty of live TV. I can give you the information you need in real time. Let's bring in Alex Smythe for the weather reports. Alex, you've got a follow-up on the West Coast in the mountains north of Vancouver. Uh, yeah, Dave, because uh, following up on, on kind of all the rain and the torrential downpours that BC has been experiencing, the village of uh, sorry, Pemberton, BC, has declared a state of emergency due to flooding. So this is part of the ongoing rain from that Pineapple Express weather system that has been just bringing downpours in the province. And so the state of uh, emergency declaration has an evacuation order that has been uh, issued for six properties out near the airport in the area and so also evacuation alerts have been put in place for other 20 other properties as well so evacuation orders and alerts issued in the village so the uh Basically, where the alerts have been placed are locations and properties along the rivers, along the lakes, areas where the flooding is going to be at its worst. And so experts say that the Lillooet River in uh, Pemberton is at such a high level that it has only been seen once every five to ten years. So that gives you a bit of a sense of how high the water levels are based on the amount of rain that has been coming in the area. And, and they've told folks that if you are being ordered to evacuate to make your way to the Sea to Sky Highway, uh, flood warnings have also been issued in the uh, in along the Squamish River as well, because they too are experiencing dangerously high water levels along that river. And for folks who don't know, Pemberton is about 30 kilometers north of Whistler and about 150 kilometers away from Vancouver. And uh, they believe that the, the flooding risks in the area will linger at least until Thursday as that rain moves on into uh, the eastern parts of the country. But anyone who is uh, affected by the evacuation order and you need help with assistance, transportation, things like that, you're urged to call their emergency number. It is 604-894-694. 6135. I'll give that one more time for folks. 604-894-6135, Dave. Alex, that's the uh, precipitation side going on in the uh, Vancouver area, the Sunshine Coast, Vancouver Island, north of Vancouver. Don't know if you saw this story going further north into Alaska. Anchorage, Alaska 
you know, the biggest city in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Over 100 inches of snow has fallen in the last couple of days. 100 inches of snow. That is like three feet taller than me. That is a staggering amount of snow. Uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, this is uh, uh, kind of the, the shocking thing that it it's not that, okay, the, the amount of snow overall is such a, a shocking amount. It's just it's coming in such a quick succession. It's just such a, a condensed time frame that you, how can you, you manage that? You, you can't even with all the mitigation uh, in place and all the kind of preparation, you, you just can't handle that amount of moisture coming so quickly, so rapidly to any, yeah. any location. Yeah, no doubt about it. Alex, thank you for this. That's Alex Smythe at the Weather Desk. He'll be back in the second hour of the show for a little bit more fun playing a game of sip or skip with a couple of uh, odd coffees that have made their way into the Canadian market. And odd coffee is definitely a way where your disposable income might be magnetically pulled from your pocket if you like some of them fancy brews. So the Daily Poll today, all about disposable income. What is something that absolutely gobbles up your disposable income? It's at Accessible Media on X, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. Couple options here, including hobbies, food delivery services, technology, streaming services. There was uh, quite a bit of unanimity around uh, food delivery services uh, in the first segment of the show. But a few folks have chimed in on the streaming services front. They're there. Some folks who have like 14, 15 different streaming services they subscribe to, which strikes me as a whole lot. Anyway, you can vote at Accessible Media on X, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. You can also chime in via email feedback at ami.ca, feedback at ami.ca, or pick up the phone and give the show a call 1 866 509 4545. 1 509 4545. Coming up next, Easter Seals has kicked off their 11th annual Disability Film Challenge. Nick Novicki tells you all about it. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.